Then the sun comes up and the road lay before me. But instead of hope, I feel the fear of the unknown. When my doubts feel as tall as the walls of Jericho, I hear your words calling out. You say, "Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Faith Fit Radio, your favorite Catholic station here in Central Florida." Thank you for tuning in. I'm Kathy Laguna in the studio with another exciting episode. This time, we'll journey into the modern folk world of music and the richness of faith that exists in that genre. Our guest today is Luke Spihar from Minnesota. He has an interesting perspective on taking the road less traveled while we're on this faith journey. And it kind of got me thinking, the unique thing about faith is that it's never the same for everyone. We're all on different roads, sometimes roadblocks, dead ends, our favorite rush hour traffic jams, and even the U-turns. But the point is, our path to God is never perfect, and he accepts us right where we're at. So Luke is joining us to talk about his new album, The Pilgrim, and his own discovery of faith while on the road less traveled. Thanks for being on the show today, Luke. How's it going? I'm really well. Thanks so much, Catherine. We'll get to your music and all the albums you've already done in the last several years because there's quite a few of them, which I think is pretty cool. You have a good record. (laughs) (laughs) But when I was listening to your music and seeing the different things that you've done in your ministry, I noticed that there was this theme, which was cool. It was the road less traveled, and it really caught my attention. So how did your record or your journey begin, and how was it like setting your own path independently from what the norm is today? Well, I grew up here in um, in Minnesota. I grew up north of the Twin Cities in a small town called Chisago Lakes, mm. and um, uh, it's kind of a the setting that I grew up in was is uh, pretty uh, rural, if you will. I, you know, kind of grew up with a, a big backyard, and uh, you know, kind of the first adventuring I ever did was kind of in our backyard and into the woods and make, you know, building forts and exploring with my siblings and. Hmm, that's a great childhood. Yeah, I, I always consider myself blessed and privileged to have something that special growing up. So absolutely. So that's kind of, you know, that was kind of some of the first places where I where I kind of started my journeys, you know, the different kind of explorations that I've been on, you know, started in my backyard. Uh, was there ever yeah. a time when you hit like a dead end or wondered if this is the path that God wanted you to be on? And then maybe you doubted that a little bit before you continue on the road? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that um, all of us, as we as we experience our, our personal kind of faith journeys and journeys of all sorts, I think there's oftentimes that you hit kind of a crossroads, you know, you, could, mm-hmm. you hit moments where you're just like, hey, where's, <laughs> what's the next best step here? Because... <laughs> Um, it's not super clear to me, and um, absolutely, I think, and there's been many of those in, in my musical journey where you just don't know if it's going to continue or if there's um, a next better way or this or that. I mean, always, yeah, always kind of on that journey, which is, you know, there's something very kind of sweet and intimate about that with God. I mean, you're just kind of on your own journey with Him, toward Him, and that's there's something really uh, beautiful about that. Yeah. So then tell us about your start in music. Um, I thought I read something that you started writing when you were 16. Wow, that's pretty young. I, I, you know, 
I actually wrote a little bit earlier than that. Nice. When I was when I was 12 years old, I thought, you know what, I'm going to write my first song <laughs> before I become a teenager. And so I sat down and I wrote myself a love song, but I'd never been in love up to that point, so it was a <laughs> terrible love song. Um, so that particular tune will never see the light of day. But, um, but yeah, I would say that I started writing the music that you can hear uh, when I was about 16 and 17, right about the time when I was uh, right at going through confirmation, you know, in the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. So that that season of my life really opened up a number of things for me, both spiritually, musically, just personally. I was going through a lot of transformation, as so many people do during those really critical years of questioning, and you're kind of discovering a lot about yourself and what you personally value and care about. So at that time, I was really, you know, really kind of experiencing and asking, what do I as a person care about and what do I want to um, make my own? And, and of course, the faith being a huge part of life for me was kind of in that base of questioning. So I was really going, Lord, where are you and how are you in my life? And as I'm getting confirmed, just really asking the big questions. And Mm -hmm. of course, that's the beautiful thing about God is, you know, he's always bigger than our questions. You know, he's always, (laughs) he's a big God, you know, I mean, you can, you can really ask them. Yeah, exactly. Um, some hard questions of God, and the truth will shine through it. So I, I really just really asked some of the biggest questions of faith, and and um, and the Lord just shone through that, and why I continue to pursue Him. Yes, is that a reason why you decided to release so many albums that are very spiritual? Like, were you a shy person in the beginning when it comes to talking to others about your Catholic faith? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think that. Um, I I wrote a lot of my music earlier on, so, you know, like Be Still, for instance, my first album, I wrote that before I graduated in high school, mm-hmm. and um, my first years in college was I started writing my other music, uh, you know, to the album No Other Way, and parts of All Is Gift, all through college, but I didn't record anything until I was a senior in college, so, um, so a number of years had gone by to kind of let time distill some of, of those songs, you know, whether or not they were going to make it on albums or not. So musically, I I didn't come right out the gate and kind of, as in like as soon as the, the songs were written, record them and share them. You know, there was a lot of time that kind of transpired between that. And, and um, you know, my time in, in at the University of St. Thomas was also a time of kind of being very bold about my faith too. So I think that my music uh, or expressing my music kind of outwardly and boldly as um as a Christian, as a Catholic, was a result of, of those transform you know, you know, the, the transformation that took place through college for me. Let's talk a little bit about No Other Way. That was your second album, right? Yeah. I was reading a little bit about your bio and it says that it was developed during difficult times during your life. Is this a challenging time of growth and reflection for you? And that's how you were yeah. able to sort of share with others, your Catholic struggles, or just, you know, faith in general? Yeah, I think that a lot of people can relate um, to the questions, the big questions in life. You know, who are we? Where are we going? Um, where is God? And all all the different questions. I mean, I think a lot of people can uh, relate to some of those deeper, you know, just questions. And yeah, so certainly through college was actually a time when I was in minor seminary. I was discerning the possibility of becoming a priest. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, just learning a lot about the Catholic faith and going through moments of spiritual dryness and desolation into um, great moments of consolation and just the, the 
you know, the undulation up and down of the spiritual life, I think, is reflected in my music. You know, I celebrated different truths that I was discovering and, and was fairly honest with the struggles that I had with other things that was just not clear to me yet and just kind of asking and inviting the Lord into some of those questions. So um, I've tried to be very honest, I guess, with my music, and I think people have received that honesty, much to my encouragement. No, I completely agree. And especially when you were talking about the dryness of faith, because I think sometimes our faith is, you know, very much intact, but you always have to kind of like refuel it so it can keep on going and for it to be very powerful so you can feel it. Because a lot of times we just expect for God to always talk to us. And other times when we don't get that communication from him, it's because maybe it just wasn't the right time. And I kind of think of it as, you know, along this journey of faith, you know, we all go through different challenges, exactly what you were saying. There's different life experiences that we go through and the highs and the lows. But I think all those, the highs and the lows are very important when it comes to spiritual strength. Is that something that you can relate to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think even the pattern of the psalmist, you know, you, you know, one moment they're just excited about everything that the Lord is yeah. doing. I mean, it's like God is just wonderful. And the next one, you know, the next psalm a couple down, you know, all of a sudden, you know, my only companion is darkness. And you're like, mm. oh, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> that seemed like it took a turn, you know, but I, you, you know, you appreciate, you know, here in Minnesota, I mean, as an analogy, mm-hmm. here in Minnesota, we're getting closer to springtime. And it's been a particularly cold winter. And, you know, we're all ready for spring. You know, we're all ready for that, the warmth to come. And I think it's appreciated in a little different way than maybe, you know, you folks down, on, you know, in Florida where, yeah. <laughs> you know. I know no, we're kind no of already tired of it. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'm sure you guys are uh, had your had your fill of 30 degree weather, but we're we've had our fill of 30 below, you know. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so I think you're right. I think that there, you know, I can definitely relate to um, warmer days are much more appreciated after the bitter cold, you know. But but in the end, kind of like in my new song, I kind of express it a little bit. In the end, we can grow from all the seasons. Oh, yes. I completely love that. And then speaking of your new album, I, you know, it's called The Pilgrim. And I really love the track title Joshua. I've been playing it on repeat today, basically. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so nice. And I feel like um, I personally relate to it. Can you tell me a little bit about what Joshua means to you? Yeah. So this last fall was just a really, uh, it, was a, it was a major time of transition for us. We, we were able to get our first house. I was making this album and then we had our, our second baby. And um, so just big life milestones, transitions. All the while, I, you know, I was working on this song, Joshua, and um, I was actually working on it as, as a piece perhaps for a, a summer camp that I was involved with and leading worship for, and, and just to see if that would be a theme song they wanted to use, but um, it wasn't quite ready, you know, and so I was kind of working on the song, Joshua, as all these transitions are happening in my life, and so I, 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 honestly, it became the theme song of my life, really, in these last few months, you know, be strong, courageous, you know, I'm the Lord saying to Joshua, I'm with you wherever you're going, don't be afraid of this promised land where there seems to be enemies, um, beasts that come out of nowhere, no, don't be afraid of that, like, I'm with you wherever you go, and wherever I call you, I'm going to be there for you. You know, such a powerful image of Joshua you know, who's been with Moses, you know, if we reflect on the, on that story, it's like Joshua's been with Moses for his whole <laughs> ministry mm-hmm. all the way up 
to before they go into the promised land. And then, then the Lord anoints Joshua and says, okay, actually, you're going to take my people into the promised land, you know. And, and there's a lot of fruit to a meditation on, on Moses' journey. You know, he never saw the promised land. You know, he never went in. <laughs> Which makes you think about all the, all the different effort we, we do in ministry that you may never see the fruit of in that sense. But what I was drawn more to was Joshua in this moment where, again, he's been um, with Moses this whole time all the way to the promised land, and then the Lord saying, now it's your turn. Mm -hmm. And I just thought how scary that would be, you know, for Joshua. I mean, it's just like, whoa, you know, like, I want Moses around. (laughs) It would be, you know, like, I hope you were keeping notes, Joshua, you know, because here you go. Yeah. And, um... And I think in some ways, like we could just, we just could just relate to that. You know, life was, has been coming at us pretty steady. And the Lord just saying like, yes, I want you to take your family to this new place, literally for us a home. I want you to make a new album and here comes a baby, you know? (laughs) So anyway, I just could kind of feel in a sense, Joshua's encouragement for us. Like, remember what the Lord said to me, like, be strong and courageous here Mm -hmm. because the Lord is with you wherever he calls you, wherever you go, he's with you. And so we just really had to pray that quite a bit. That and Matt Mars, you know, Lord, I Need You was kind of our theme songs of that time. And just um, just really reflecting on the fact that the Lord never leaves our side. He's always with us, yeah. even into these moments of challenging. Yeah, and I completely yeah. agree, especially, you know, the encouraging part and also, you know, do not be afraid. And that's such a good theme to always carry around us because sometimes, you know, we get into these funks of doubt And then sort of clutters like our minds and our positivity. But, you know, we all go through those moments of doubts and it's something where we can overcome them and find that courage just like Joshua did. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Pope John Paul II, I mean, that was really his message as well. You know, be not afraid. And then also, you know, from the scriptures, the Lord saying, you know, perfect love casts out fear. Like if you're feeling fear in your heart and letting that guide your life instead of love. You know, there's there's a lot of space for growth there. And just not to let the fear guide the decisions was just what we had to pray often. Lord, let let your love guide this decision and not our fear. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about this project and how it differs from previous works in your writing between the other albums that you've had? Yeah, I mean, there there are a number of differences, at least for me personally, with the way this album kind of came about the content in the lyrics. Um, yeah, just the project in general was kind of a, a new, really a new adventure for me. I, I recorded the album here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. I collaborated with a really tremendous musician here locally, a guy named Matt Patrick and um, out of the library studios. And just that collaboration was this really kind of, that alone was a real um, adventure, I guess, to get and use that word. But <laughs> Just kind of, just the, um, to kind of bring what I had to the table and to hear his side and what, I mean, just this back and forth conversation, collaboration was really cool. This song, in some ways, just touches on a number of the great adventures that have happened in the last few years of my life. I, you know, in the last three years, I, I got married. Um, I toured with my wife. We lived in a minivan for, you know, about seven months right after we got married. Wow. And toured all of America. That's a really cool um, honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I always say to my concerts, but you know, it created plenty of conflict management opportunities. Mm. Uh, you know, 
yeah living in a minivan with your <laughs> your newly wet so yeah it was, it was quite the adventure but what was it like touring with her oh nothing but bliss <laughs> nothing but bliss no just always perfect i'm sure she's listening i um <laughs> you know i think that uh yeah i mean it was just just an amazing truly truly an amazing adventure and i was so grateful that i could share it um with someone who i hope to be with the rest of my life you know i mean in, in I, I don't i mean to death do us part is what i mean there you know i hope that there are many many years together that we can share those memories created with seven months on the road together and mm -hmm. i was really excited to be able to show her and and introduce her to many of the wonderful communities catholic communities around the country that i had kind of come in contact with after three years of basically touring alone so it was really a special moment not for not only for us to just kind of grow closer together as um as a couple mm -hmm. uh, and and grow kind of our relationship now as as newlyweds but also for her to see that faith is truly alive in the country and that there are some tremendous communities that are doing wonderful and innovative things so that there was just many many elements to that adventure that are just were just wonderful I think that's something that not everybody can say that they've done. I think that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. speaking we were... of your wife and your family, I like to call this next section Faith, Love, and Family because you've recorded songs on this album, The Pilgrim, for your wife too. Yeah, and that adds to, you know, a little bit of the difference in this album, you know, something a little bit new for me as yes. I, you know, really um, hadn't took a stab at a, at a love song since I was 12 years old. You know, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this time I really have been in love, you know, and had been in love. And just so I could speak from my heart in a new way with these songs. And really the Lord, I feel like, you know, gave me those songs to both honor and celebrate my wife. And also, you know, one of the songs on the album is a song called Love Songs and Lullabies, which kind of talks a bit about my own, I don't know if you will, like processing of the, you know, kind of as a, as a young adult and, and kind of looking at marriage and quite frankly, being a little bit scared of that level of commitment. I mean, to be honest, you know, mm -hmm. just wasn't one of those people that was just like, man, I just want to get married right away. I, yeah. I've never been like that. And I honestly, it, it took meeting my wife to really kind of, um, become excited about getting married. And then the more I spent time with her, Especially after we got married, I was like, you know what? You're so wonderful. We should have more of you around. And so kids came, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that song also just kind of, um, there were some special elements to that song. You know, I, I, I learned to play kind of a pinky slide guitar. I, I played an open tuning and, and played a pinky slide with that particular tune and actually play the harmonica with that song live. Wow. So there's just diff different elements to that particular tune that were challenging and kind of a stretched me um, musically, but content-wise, mm -hmm. it's just sharing that the um, a little bit of the anxiety or fear of, of, a, of a commitment that um, final in some ways, and just I think that uh, young adults and different fr friends of mine could, could relate to that. You know, although they wanted marriage, the, the concept of a commitment that extreme, if you will, is a scary thing, and mm -hmm. Um, it took a lot of uh, grace and just the Lord opening and, and encouraging and kind of allowing that commitment to be okay in me. And um, 
And now on the other side of, of that commitment, I'm just so glad that he did free me to, um, to pursue her in marriage. Yeah, exactly. And it's so good to hear that you take marriage so seriously because I think nowadays and with young adults, maybe they're seeing that, you know, marriage is something that you can just dissolve automatically if it's just not working out. What would you say, how does faith within your family inspire you each day? Um, well, you know, I think that one of the most important, well, not even just the most important, I mean, really, truly one of the the most essential bedrocks of our relationship is our faith and is our faith in Christ. You know, just really, it is the common denominator between us both. And I think that being something we share allows us the freedom um, to hold each other accountable and also just to keep ourselves kind of growing and moving forward. I think having a com- common denominator, who is love, who is our God, who is love, you know, is that that's just that's just so powerful. And so I, I, our faith is a huge part of our life, and especially when things get challenging, you know, like a, a new baby or now a second baby, these things are real struggles. I mean, they're real, tremendously beautiful things, don't get me wrong, but they are <laughs> life changes and they're transitions yeah. that, that require a tremendous amount of dialogue and <laughs> yeah, communication. Exactly. I mean, these, they're real they create real conversations that, you know, you can't, Ignore you can't duck out off. from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You have to talk and, and to be able to, to be able to look at each other honestly and say, what, what, where is the Lord leading you? Where is he leading mm-hmm. me? And where is he leading us? And to bring that into that conversation is so, such a gift. It really is. It's, yeah. it's tremendous that we can relate to each other in that way. Yeah. And be open about the faith because, you know, there's couples yeah. that might not share the same faith and that makes it a little bit more difficult within the marriage and within families. I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You've worked with Grammy winner Ben Harper. What was that like? That was really, I don't know. I, I still struggle to find the right words. I mean, <laughs> surreal might be one word that comes to me. Just surreal. I mean, and it was pretty special. Ben, you know, Ben's music uh, was a huge influence on me, especially his early music. He's got some some just beautiful songs mm-hmm. um, that celebrate faith and uh, spirituality in a deep way. And just just the way he came at that musically was just just very inspiring to me. So one of the first songs I ever learned was a song called "Waiting on an Angel" by him. Waiting on an angel. Mm-hmm. And just a really beautiful moment when I toured with him, and it, it was the first show that we were doing together, and he was warming up. He was on stage and getting all his instruments, and he picked up one of his guitars, and I was backstage kind of looking on from kind of the shadows of the backstage and looking at just kind of no one was in the auditorium, and he just he picked up his guitar and started with that song, Waiting on an Angel, and I just thought, wow, you know, this is what a gift. And, and then the other special kind of moment with that even that experience was the lord just speaking into my heart saying this was this was nothing for me you know like both of you were listening both of you answered and and now you're here (laughs) and it was just this beautiful moment that the lord kind of encouraged me to dream bigger you know he's like this was nothing for me you know your biggest musical influence when you were a kid has now invited you out on the road and but guess what like i'm god and i'm inviting you into this relationship and i was like whoa Wow. That's such a beautiful experience, too. Mm-hmm. So, Luke, are all of your albums on iTunes because you have plenty of music for a good road trip, and I want to download all of them? 
Um, yes, you can find them on iTunes, pretty much any of the major social, well, pretty much all the major um, music distributors, you know, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify. Really cool. Um, you can find it on, on uh, CD Baby, which is on my, my website. You can find all of my music at my website at lukespihar.com. Perfect. And yeah. then especially The Pilgrim, because that's the one that you're just releasing, right? That's the new one. That's yes. our new our new baby. Exactly. <laughs> and I hear about a tour. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm really excited to get this album out and around to the different communities that we were talking about earlier around the country. And yeah, we're we are just kind of uh, receiving different invitations and kind of booking out the year. And, you know, we'll be... We'll be going all directions with this one. I'm really excited about bringing this back out to the communities who have received us in the past and the new ones as well. That's so awesome. And we can check out all your tour dates on your website, too, to see what's the closest to us, right? That's correct, yeah. That's so wonderful. Well, Luke Skywalker, as I like to call you, does anybody else call you that? <laughs> no, no one ever has. Really, oh, you're the no. first, Catherine. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. Man. The Maybe first. I'm the first nerdy person to call you that. I mean, I'm such a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> Well, it was so great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks for listening, everyone. If anyone wants to listen to Joshua or any of the other songs on the album, The Pilgrim, please stay tuned after the podcast. I'll be playing a few of them. I'm Catherine for Faith It Radio. Catch you on the next one. Sudden comes up and the road lay before me But instead of hope I feel the fear of the unknown When my doubts feel as tall as the walls of Jericho I hear your words calling out you say be strong and courageous Fear not the lies or the giants of the land Yes, be strong and courageous For I will be with you wherever you go of the day when my hands are so weary When my back is bent beneath a heavy load When the evil one tries to steal my joy away I hear your words calling out you say be strong and courageous Fear not the lies or the giants of the
When the man heard the words, he went. Never to look back again. Placed his hands on the plow and worked. Deep furrows in the ground. And though his hands began to bleed as he plowed and planted seeds, he would not look for rest. He would only say that this is the plow that I've been given. This is my horse and this is my land. The deepest desire of my heart and the work meant for my hands. Someday the rain will fall. The seeds will grow, then the harvest will come. So I will rise before the dawn. You'll give me rest when the day is done. Give me rest when the day is done. Distance, the boy looked on, learning more than he knew. He listened close as the teacher taught, and just like the seeds, he grew. All day he worked and fought the urge to quit, the urge to stop, for he could not forget when he heard the man say that this is the plow that I've been given. This is my horse and this is my land. The deepest desire. Give me rest when the day is done. 